Yo, yo, what's up, my people? Welcome back for another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast with yours truly, B-Things, and as usual, with the homie Bengals, Drake. Drake, how you doing, my guy? Doing great, bro. Just hanging in there day by day. Um, you know, obviously, we got the schedule released today, so that's nice. A little, little. Uh, I'd say, how would I say it? Um, cure for, you know, people's... Uh, needs to see who we play week in and week out and, you know, scheduling trips and, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, man, great week to be a NFL fan. For sure, man. You know, this is one of the, this is one of the biggest events before really of the entire offseason, bro. Like beyond, you know, having the actual activities, um, OTAs, training camp, this is one of the biggest days anymore, you know, and because uh, it formulates a lot. It lays the groundwork for what is this 2023 season. You know, it starts to feel a bit more tangible. Like I, I saw a tweet, um, someone saying like, damn, you know, the excitement we're all feeling as fans today just to know that we have. Now I'm thinking about it. Uh, 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 like 110 days or something. I don't know what the exact days are, but it's a lot of fucking days until the regular season kicks off. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, damn, you know, for all this to happen, just to have this many days. So I'm like, damn, you're right. Like, Unless you're a preseason fanatic like me and B things. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Unless if you are absolutely obsessed with this epic <laughs> fucking preseason schedule, the Packers, the Falcons, the fucking Commanders. Oh, dude, this is great. <laughs> Like, I yeah. can't wait. I can't wait for fourth quarter preseason football. It's just, it's the best. Oh, 100%. And and we got all these guys that, you know, really, I, in my opinion, when you look at the guys we drafted, right, and you look at kind of the depth that we have behind guys on a really bad football team, some of these guys could start. So I think it's just cool and, and interesting and exciting sure. to see these guys, you know, come out and be able to showcase what they can do, you know, today um, they get closure, not closure, but uh, they confirm that um, Chuck Sizzle is going to wear 15. So, yeah. oh man, I love that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's dope. I wonder what, uh, what numbers AO wearing? Dude, why the fuck have they not released the fucking numbers yet? This is a bullshit. They're going to wait. They're going to make us wait till rookie minicamp. No fucking way. How dumb. I mean, who cares? That's today. Breaking news. Rookie minicamps today, I think. Oh, shit. You're right. Fuck yeah. Let's go. I, I don't. What's weird is I haven't seen. I have not seen a schedule at all with how that is. Typically, I've seen it the last few years. So how many days is that? Like, I thought I heard someone say one day. Like, what fucking day? I don't I if I'm being honest, bro, they've not really said anything, I feel like. I mean, maybe yeah. do some research, but yeah, I don't think they've really said much. Yeah, bro, because like we would be on that shit, especially one of us or the other, at least. Like if one of us don't have it, the other will. We haven't seen it. I don't I haven't heard anybody else talk about it. So yeah, I mean it's just a unique thing. Look, man, rookie minicamp, it's nothing. You know, these dudes are just pretty much dressed in shorts. They get their cute little practice jerseys, whatever, and you see what numbers they're wearing, and you see a lot of nobodies and, uh, you know, uh, rookie minicamp invites, tryouts. During oh, this time, you see dudes. What's up? I found it, so I guess um, it'll be May 12th through the 15th. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. All right, let's get it. Yeah, so you heard that, my people. Uh, you got what 12 13 14 15 that's friday through monday get some of that yeah, work making- um we huh <laughs> you yeah, said you're coming to work shit. good yeah getting these little dudes acclimated real quick like hey this is what the lifestyle is baby i mean as they're all accustomed oh, no. to you know what's up i said no for real like yeah yeah Got exactly to- yeah that's so fucking funny, bro. Like, for me at least. And and think about this for a second, guys. Like, is that the most interesting thing of rookie minicamp? 
what's your number? Hey, what are you wearing? Like, I, I feel like that's the most interesting thing I have. Like, beyond that, like, okay, you know, they're going to do some basic shit, like run fucking slants and <laughs> out routes. Like, I don't really know what that proves, you know, but like you said, bro, get them in the building. Get them acclimated to what this looks like, what this feels like, even though you're not out there alongside them in the same unit, you know, warm-ups with number one and five and 83. Like, it's not all that, but, you know, you're going to go into into that stadium. You're going to walk out that tunnel. You know, you're going to hear your cleat black all over the concrete, and you look up and you're like, holy shit, I'm, I'm truly in the jungle. That's going to be a cool experience for all those young men. You know, and uh, for a chunk of them, because as I forget, that rookie minicamp is not just involving the, what, I don't know how many undrafted dudes we have. We'll just say 12 we signed in eight draft picks. It's 20, 30, 35 dudes. You bring in tryout. For a lot of those dudes, man, that's going to be the only time they're in there. You know, so... uh, Less, certainly big for them and uh look what are we doing come on the schedule just released for i got <laughs> sidetracked talking about stupid fucking numbers and how it's the most interesting thing for rookie minicamp look the schedule just released four hours ago we'll go ahead and get right into it bro how you feeling about this man so you know right off the bat obviously um i think it was kind of a shocker to some but you know, obviously, if you saw what James Rapine put out, I think it does somewhat make sense. Um, the Reds play. It's <laughs> so funny, right? The Reds play uh, that 1 o'clock on mm-hmm. day. So, obviously, they, they're not going to be slated for that 1 o'clock. I was kind of holding hope that maybe possibly we could get a Sunday night game in there. That would be really dope. Yeah. And go to a Bengals game. But, it, you know. I guess the cards didn't fall away. They're making us go four hours away to Cleveland week one and then, you know, Baltimore in week two. So back-to-back divisional rivals. Um, we talked about that a bit. We're like, man, what would that feel like? That, that'd be pretty crazy, bro. Yeah. Maybe talking about it. Maybe someone else I was talking with. But, yeah, yeah pretty crazy. I mean, I mean, but I, like I said on Twitter today, I, I know that when you look at it, it's like, damn, we got two divisional opponents right out of the gate. But in my opinion, you could really come and hurt everyone in the space today. Like, you come out with two wins, two divisional wins right out the gate, that is going to just put you on a – I mean, put you on another level going forward just because you're already two games ahead in the division. And then – when you really look at this, go through and, and talk about these games, but realistically, and shout out um, to you know what people I was talking space too, is like they could realistically go six and zero before the bye week. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean, you know, of course, I don't think the Browns are going to be. You know, fans want to think they are. I certainly don't think the Ravens will. Um, at home, that definitely gives us an advantage. Um, the Rams, I think the Rams are going to rebound. With this division, you know, with me saying the entire got better this offseason, including us, it's tough in the – like, of course, I'm confident that we can win any game, every game, because we're that good of a team. But that's tough to start, you know, first two games of the season on the – you know, um, not on the road, but we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, the Browns, everything's so far away. Talk up anything on what to expect from X or Y. But the Browns get a lot of moving parts, mainly with the scheme and regime that they're operating in. And uh, you want to try to switch an operation against a team like this, and you're fresh into that new operation, it's a gamble. And I, maybe it'll work yeah, for them. But if they don't, 
you're in for a long day because you ain't got time, you know what I mean, to make up your lost efforts and to play because you blink and you're down by lots of points against nine at one. I, I 100% agree with you, and I was thinking about this today. It's just crazy when you look around the league and you look at, obviously, the AFC and NFC now and how much the league has really changed since our team came along, since T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd assembled with Joe Burrow. I feel like just so many teams now, you have to do that because how are you going to keep up, right? And we've talked about this. Like, if you don't add that, you know, that type of talent, you don't try to build your roster to compete against a team like that, you have no shot. The Bengals are just going to steamroll every year, right? So you have all these teams, especially in the AFC, just powerhouses now. And you see it with the wide receiver core. Shout out to the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, they're yeah. building something special there. So it's just like, I, I really admire what we've done because it's, it's like a new age. And we've really, like, we were kind of like the trendsetter that like, started all of this no matter what anyone wants to think or say like i i know you have your big threes like uh say levion antonio brown big man i get that but it's not you have three prominent receivers and you have a great quarterback good running back so it's like now you you're building you're building your offenses to be able to go down the field each and every drive to compete with this offense that can do just the same. And, you know, maybe the Bengals, this is what's interesting too about the Bengals offense is like when you look at the Chiefs in Buffalo, right, and you look at who's at the top offensively, statistically, it's those two teams, right? But when you look at the Bengals, the Bengals department, they had a lot of, you know, categories where they were just, you know, in the top five or just in that conversation, kind of similar to a borough, right? Isn't, isn't athletically freaky like some of these guys, but he's, he's good at everything. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's with the Bengals. Like they, they're just good everywhere and it helps them. And with the schedule, man, I mean, the one thing I think I don't like is how early the bye came, but I think that it was kind of like you know we kind of got lucky the last mm-hmm. you know late late bye. So very true, yep, very true, bro. And, and one thing I will on its face, I can agree with that. Hey, the bye's a little early, like you said. We definitely got the luxurious side of um, completely smack dab in the middle bye. For the last three, four or five years or something, by right now the season, great time. Here's what's great about this buy. So I'm gonna look at the schedule just to make sure because it's still fresh in my mind. So, um, you've got. Oh, I read that wrong, but nonetheless, okay. So you're Seattle on October 15th at 1 p.m. About as comfortable as it gets when it comes to Cincinnati football. Typical one o'clock time, nice and easy, nothing out of the ordinary. And then you have the bye. Then you're going to a 425 game in San Fran. If there is a time to have time off to prepare it against a team on this schedule this year, if you could choose like top three teams to be uber prepared for before a game. It would be the Chiefs, Bills, and 49ers. So it is low-key an advantage that you get the time off ahead of the 49ers matchup to get ready because that's a big game. Like I, you I, said. I like that. I like that perspective. You got to play San Fran and Buffalo back-to-back. So, yeah. Exactly. So it is low-key nice that you get this recalibration period because, bro, I mean – Look, we, we looked at the schedule on its face, and we can beat any team at any given time because we are better than every single team. We are better than the Chiefs, 
the only reason people look at power rankings, and I don't mean this biasly because I personally have no crazy animosity towards the Chiefs. I'll just throw that out there. So when I say the stuff that I do, it's not because I'm like a typical Bengals fan, especially like on social media that just fucking hate the Chiefs not here. With that being said, the Chiefs got worse. Looking at their roster, they got worse, bro. We got better. And we were already better than them last year. So we are better than every single team on this schedule. No, that does not correlate to wins every single time. But of course, especially primetime games, big-time games, who's going to become big-time in those games? Number nine and number one. So that's why, like, you, when these big games come up, like the second half of this season, what we talked about, you got the bye, then San Fran, then Buffalo, and you get the week off. Okay, I definitely shouldn't say that. With the Texans that, um, man, they just, I really feel like that's like Robert Salas type shit with New York. Like, turn some shit around, really good defensive mind. But then the Ravens, then the Steelers, then the Jags get another week off, wink, wink, with the Colts, then the Vikings, then the Steelers again. That ain't no cakewalk, bro. So I'm glad we're this good. Cause like, yeah. if we were like even a fringe playoff team, that's a gauntlet. Oh, wait a second. Did I forget the I did. I forgot the fucking Chiefs the game after. Then the Browns. God damn. Oh, that's about to be a fun ride, bro. And, and that's the thing, right? You got that gauntlet. And I like the, the perspective you changed on it. You know, you get that extra preparation for teams like Buffalo and San Fran. Obviously, their full focus will be on San Fran. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, that's a gauntlet, and you just you hope that you know all the players can persevere through injuries and and stay healthy because yeah, that's eleven games straight. You know what I mean? And then you got the playoffs, and hopefully, you know, God willing, the the Bengals can clinch a first seed this year. I think that would be amazing to see and for the first time, really in our lifetime, right? I mean, I we've not had a a first seed at least since I've watched so. I mean, mm-hmm. it, would, it would be a new age. And I I, I really think this is going to be like MVP Joe. You know, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I get it. It's all far away. But I just, man. Oh, yeah. That I, ain't crazy I, at all, bro. But but what's, but, what's crazier, bro, is that when people look back on this age and this era of when players like Burrow and Mahomes right now, if Burrow won a Super Bowl this year, bro, he should get all the credit in the world for all the gauntlet teams now. It the NFL's not always been like this. Like NFL's not always been this stacked with talent on so many teams, especially in one conference being the AFC. Like Yeah, it's crazy, bro. You said it. You said it. There's going to be really good quarterbacks that do not make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah, cool. absolutely, bro. Yeah, it's gonna be insane. And uh, look, man, I mean, we're we're all beyond ready for it, you know. But I do want to turn a bit of a direction here. What everybody's been talking about, understandably so, is the number of primetime games. Now, here's an angle with it. Ultimately. I am dissatisfied as well that we only got four, especially when some other teams that are not nearly as good or people really give a fuck about the Bengals have more primetime games. But I will add this. People think some people are getting it misconstrued on what exactly is a primetime game. Look, it's all about the numbers. Viewership, and it is all about the money. The Bengals, Uber dollars, Uber views, insane, insane numbers in those respective outlooks. They want the Bengals in four twenty-five window, guys. Uh, you're Mike, that. Mike North, the president, the vice president of uh, fuck, I forgot what it is. It's like 
NFL something, simply put, the schedule. He's the one that is at the front of the helm when it comes to organizing the schedule, working with his people to get it all done. The 425 window is the most viewed window of any game during the week. More than Sunday night football, way more than Monday night, way more than Thursday night, which traditionally is what's considered a primetime game, right? Yes, it is textbook, but numbers-wise, viewership-wise, it ain't. That's why they have the Bengals. Let me see here. Um, a four, 405 West game. No, that's like normal because you have to do that out West. Uh, 49ers, that's both. Yes, it's out West. And absolutely, they wanted that 425. That will likely be the most viewed game of the week. Then you got, obviously, the Bills. That's prime time on a Sunday night. And then um, you got the normal 1 o'clock in Houston. You got the Thursday night in Baltimore, which is going to be fun. Uh, Monday night, Jags. Um, week 15, the TBD for the Minnesota game, 16th or 17th. I know around that time of year they start to incorporate some Saturday games. So that's inevitably going to be a flex game, whatever time they choose to flex it into. Um December 23rd, 4.30 game. Uh, then the following week. So you got week 16 and 17, 4.30 window. You know what I'm saying? So they fit them into three 4.30 windows for an east, an eastern team. Mid, Midwestern, if you want to be formal. Eastern side, western side, you get my point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, there are very few teams. I would like to see. Even the Chiefs, how many 425s they have. That's where they tried to fit the Bengals in a lot. I like the perspective 100%, and I think that's something I was thinking about. You know, obviously, right away, I look straight at the primetime. I'm like, how are you know, how the Vikings got more primetime games than us? How do these teams have more primetime games? But, yeah, I think those 425 games mean a lot, and, you know, as a kid growing up you know watching football with my grandpa I, I agree you know we would always watch Bengals at one o'clock but you know that 425 game was always biggest game of the week you know and most televised game of the week so I yep. like it man I, I like it and you know yeah looking at it got the Chiefs that's going to be an amazing game on New Year's Eve um then you Ooh. got then you got the Steelers, you know, a couple of days before Christmas. So you got these holiday games right there, which are going to be pretty fun. I think I'm going to make it out to that Kansas City game. So that's going to probably be super fun. I'm trying to get out to that Jacksonville game in December, too, because. Oh, man, that'd be an awesome game to go I, to, bro. No. Damn. Yeah. And then you, you, you go to the Kansas City game, right? at 425 if you out there with the dub then you can really go party inside of kansas city the night of for new year's hell yeah oh <laughs> man that'd be fucking awesome bro you already uh, know. yeah that'd be lit so here's another angle to look at it bro like you start off the season the and, first two sorry to interrupt you but like we, you know, we always have one or two games probably a year that'll get flexed to a night game. So that too. Yep. Yep. Very true. And I'm sure that they're looking to do that. Um, look, man, they, they did. I don't think they slided us in like above everything. It's not that important, you know, like this is fun. It's cool, but this is a moment to where, for me personally, I kind of take a step back and I would give a round of applause to the NFL for getting the fans this involved to care this much about a schedule release. <laughs> Good job by them because it's not that big of a deal. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, bro, like shit changes. Last year, how weird was it, of course, with how things transpired were unprecedented and not that we ever want to see again. But when you add the Bills game, considering you couldn't finish it, you lost two primetime games last year, 
which was never the goal. That was never what we aspired to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and we had one Eastern centric 425 game last year. Like I said, that wasn't fucking bum ass Arizona playing there and you got to play a four. Like, one. You have three this year that are, uh, like I said, the 49ers are technically out West, but I know that that's a 425 game they would want to have. So you have yeah. three this year. You know what I mean? And it doesn't really matter that much. You know, shit's going to change, whatever. But, bro, I, I want to break this down. This is actually where it's pretty nice as well to add even more on how this is a good schedule. So, yes, one and two with the um, friction and implications of division early on. But like you said, man, in the empowering perspective, we could just add good for this. Man, if you start 2-0 and early in the division, man, awesome. I mean, you, I don't care how the fuck we win it. I mean, we know how elite this team is. We know how elite our offense is. I also understand how good this division is. I don't give a fuck if we win seven to six. Like, yeah, tough, man. It's fucking tough to win in this division. And the standard of play is going to be better. So, you have weeks one and two, one o'clock. Then you have a prime time. Then you have another one o'clock. You have a 4 p.m. You have a one o'clock. You have a bye. You have a 425 out west, 820, 1 p.m. 8.15 Thursday night, 1 p.m. 8.15 Monday night, 1 p.m. TBD with the Vikings game, 4.30 the following week on a Saturday. 4.20, uh, 4.30 following week, TBD following week. Like, doesn't that sound, like, pretty nice? Boom, 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 boom. Like, nothing too crazy. I... I 100% agree with you. And to point out what you said earlier, just kind of thought about this, but if the Bengals win that Baltimore game, that technically will be their third win against Baltimore and third victory in the last, what, five. four games? Oh, five. Uh, it would, let's five. see. Let's see. It, yeah, it would be five. Yes, it would be five. That'd be, oh, man. Oh, yeah today right if we did open a sunday night against baltimore how dope would it have been for our last three or four wins to be against baltimore yes but yeah bro i mean to win you know like just hypothetically say you lost the browns forgetting about buffalo how we killed buffalo sorry that's why i thought i was thinking three or four because i was skipping over buffalo yeah it's like something on here yeah yeah it yeah, nah, I get what you're saying. Cause you were looking at the Browns, the Browns hypothetically, and you beat the Ravens. Yeah, that still stands, bro. Like, look, our last four wins, three have been against you. Oh, that'd just be so fun, bro. Like, I'd love to hear the narratives, and you know what it'd be. The bull, the bull, bull. Fuck, I don't <laughs> care. Like, if I beat you, bro, I'm happy. So, yeah, I mean, no, look, you, bro, you need a, you need a. Re- Rebuke, rebuke your statement because we're not losing to the Browns. If what's, I am not fucking losing to the Browns. We so I'm true, sorry. Bro. I, I, <laughs> I hate them. They're just they're 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 fucking bugs, bro. God, they're just. I, I love how Zim sums it up, bro. He's so funny when he when he talks about the Browns, bro. It is just. Were you? And, were you? Were you in there when he was going off on the Steelers guy? I was dying. I was uh, dying. Nah, nah. When? Today? Today, I hopped in the space when I was God, at work. such a dumbass. That's so funny. Wait, who? I, I, thought you, the... I thought you were in there. It was so... Uh, this guy worked with... <laughs> I work with these Steelers. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My be uh, your Steelers friend. My bad. I thought you were talking about a Steelers guy in there. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, bro, like the dude wasn't even going that hard. Why are you trying to cook? <laughs> he was getting mad though, bro. That's the thing. The guy that really that was because his hands were full of like because he's about to go on his lunch break. Tim <laughs> oh, is just like like he's trying to walk out the door and Tim is just. 
cooking and like he's like not leaving yet right he's like listening to what's yeah and then he just left i'm like after him finished (laughs) think about it bro the typical fan does not have heated altercations like that like we're (laughs) used to this shit every day bro we're argument built we're ready like especially zim i mean that's (laughs) that's just a passing conversation for him for zim but you for that dude He's probably a part of him was probably what the fuck is that dude so pressed about? Why are you pressing me? Like, oh, yeah, I'm a he, was, he was. He was. Damn, like, you gotta you tell, tell him. You can tell because this dude, like, he is like probably one of the coolest. I'll be honest. He's probably one of the coolest, like, Steelers fans. Like, he'll, he'll give us props and shit, but he's still talking to shit. Like, you know, we're gonna beat you over. But yeah, with them, <laughs> listen, when them did that today, bro. Me and him all day today. If I walked past him, I, I I guess I had to just hold that Zim energy with me. And I was like, I was walking past him. I was just holding up an L. And we, we were just going back and forth all night. That That's fun <laughs> games. But, like, I'm telling you right now, this dude being as cool as he is, a Steelers fan, he looked like, in the face, I can tell in his face, bro. He was like, bro, why is this dude testing me? <laughs> Like it was hilarious. That's why I was dying. I was dying on his face, laughing because yeah. I felt in his facial expression. He was like, "Why is this dude just coming at me?" Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, "What the fuck is happening, bro?" That's yeah, man. I mean, you should you should let that dude know that Zim's a crazy one, bro. He he's just gonna go off. Yeah, man. I, I did hear that shit, and I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, "This dude ain't." Real. It's gonna take this a literal. Oh my god, I was not. A, I know how Zim is, but maybe I've not been in the spaces enough because nah, Zim was about to go like that, bro. Yeah, he 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 uh, he's not taking any shit from the ops, bro. Like, um, bro, he he said some of the funniest fucking going off sessions. Bro, like, I remember one day I walked in. If you're listening to this, bro, we love you. It's just so funny how you go off. But, like, one morning, um, I get in the space. It's, like, 10 a.m. or some shit. This is go. And um, it was, like, maybe it was, like, heading into the uh, something. Like, we beat the Chiefs weeks ago. We're on the win streak still. is behind us. And, bro, he is raging, bro, at this Chiefs fan. And <laughs> as soon as I get in, this Chiefs fan is talking normal. Like, normal tone, nothing. Nobody else is talking. Zim is in the back just screaming. Get the fuck. Get the fuck. Get the fuck. Get the fuck. Like, get the fuck. Oh, get the fuck out. Bro. Like, what are you doing, bro? This dude, is- this dude, like, this man, this man's probably named Jake from Kansas City, and he's probably like, what? Like, I was just, I was just talking in a normal voice. Exactly, bro. Look, I'm sure the guy obviously did something, you know, but that's just the epitome of Zim, you know, not dealing with any shit from the ops. Understandably so, you know, and I'm sure a lot of y'all listening uh, follow him and, um, you know, get invigorated and motivated and inspired from a lot of his hype content and combating the opposition and talking about, uh, what is it, um, Burrow 316, the crazy shit he talks about, man. <laughs> He's definitely one of the rider dyers, bro. But um, look, man, back back with this schedule here. So, right. what games that are your favorite? What are they? Let me. Man, in terms of like who we play, so big, mm-hmm. and I mean we have we have some good games on here. I know a lot of fans. I, I was peeping on Twitter today. A lot of people are predicting 13 or 14 wins for us. So a lot of people are very confident in this team, and I agree with them. I think anywhere from 12 to 14 wins is warranted for, for predictions. Like, we're, we're that team, and, and we can do it. But looking mm-hmm. at these games, and um, obviously Jacksonville is going to be cool, um, you know, against Trevor Lawrence. I don't think I'd put that in my top three based on the teams we're playing. But um, – Man, so 
I think I think you got to put that Buffalo game in there, right? I think the Buffalo game, Buffalo getting beat twenty-seven to ten, they got some revenge, man. And I don't think they're gonna get beat that bad next time. I think it's gonna be one of those nail biters. So I think that's gonna be a good game. Um, I think Kansas City. I mean, that's a that's a unanimous one. I think that one yeah. automatically gonna be one of the best ones and the one you pointed out, the one we're going to have to prepare for um, the week before, you know, while we're on our bye, week four, um, the 49ers. I think that's going to be another game where the Bengals have kind of came up short against 49ers. And we kind of really saw uh, Jay Chisel and AKA Jamar Chase and Joey B just kind of, resurrect in that game and i know we we saw a lot before that but the resilience to come back and really say you know what we're we're not we're not from the old times we're we're not just gonna get beat and then just completely lay down yeah right exactly and you know i go to argue those are my top three obviously i like um i like the like i really really I know a lot of people do not like it because they're kind of scared. I love starting out the gate against Cleveland and Baltimore. I love the tough. Oh, com- yeah, let's go. Yeah, like I love how how competitive those two games are, and I love that it's gonna test us. Like we came out of the gate kind of slow last year, and I think that's gonna kind of exactly. test us in a way. Like, hey, one, we got two divisional opponents back to back and two we can't start out like how we did last year mainly because yeah it's divisional games those matter it like you pointed out if you go one and one in those games i think you're in a good position no matter what you go two two and oh is just crazy that's good i i believe that they have a real chance at that um i think i like the seattle game bro i think i really want to see Seattle's wide receiver core, especially going into week six, that's probably when, you know, they're going to probably mesh a little more better. So I like, I like that Seahawks game. I think that one's underrated, could be a trap game. So that one's interesting. Absolutely. Um, Yep. Then I think, like I said, I like Baltimore too. I like playing Baltimore. I want to, I'm tired of everyone talking about, well, you know, we mean we had Tyler Huntley. Well, okay, bro. I I want to see Lamar then. Let's do it. Like so, mm-hmm. gonna be and you get him fresh in the year, right? I get he's not played a lot of football lately, you know, regarding injury, blah blah. blah. But he gets to play in that week one. He he gets to get fresh. Week two, it's on site. So it, it's in, yep. in the jungle. In the jungle, home opener. Fans are gonna be. It's going to be literally sold out. like So it's going to be the perfect time to see Lamar Jackson in full gear. And this team, and I know a lot of NFL fans around the league, and I've tried to talk Chiefs fans too, some of the cool ones. Like, people do not realize, and even with the wide receiver core they've assembled, our team, and Lou Anarumo has spoken on this, our team is big to stop Lamar Jackson. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. it, that's what when when teams are now mocking what we're doing with wide receiver cores, right? We took the insight, like, bro, Lamar's been killing us. We need to find a way to stop this. Even if a Baker Mayfield was still cooking us, Lamar Jackson is priority number one. So I think our oh. defense and it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. That Baltimore game is gonna be a fun one. So I'm interested now to. Here are your top three. Um, man, look, obviously, like you said, the Chiefs. Um, that's, I don't think anybody's fucking around with that. Um, bro, I know it's tough. I, yeah, I, I got this cluster here, and I'm trying to think of how I want to formulate them because I'm trying to go one, two, and three. Um, Bro, I I got a crush on the Jags. I got a crush on the Jags and the Lions. I'm, I'm tired of the fucking Trevor Lawrence slander. I don't know what he's done to sh- to prove to people or to give people legit reasons to think that he's not a star. I don't understand. 
Uh, he was literally one of the best quarterbacks statistically for the last eight, nine games last year. Like, you look at almost every single fucking, fucking statistic category. He was up there with Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. Seriously. Like, and, and what they were doing was awesome. Uh, that offense is real. It's deep like a motherfucker. Um, they are in my top three. And you know what, bro? I'm, I'm going a bit left field here. I'm taking the Rams over the Bills. So mine is Chiefs, Jags, Rams. Uh, I want to add the Bills, and I'll tell you, the Bills are my close four mainly because of the, you know, um, the infamous nature of this past game. God forbid, you know, and fortunately, likeliness resides with it won't happen again, you know, of a DeMar Hamlin-like situation. But that's what that makes – that's what makes that game even more meaningful. Bro, I, I don't know if we talked about it. Maybe we did. I don't think the Bills are going to be as good next year. I don't – that's not me trying to diss them. I, I just see – I see some Rams written on them, man. Like, certainly not going down a Bill's spiel, but a couple quick points I said in the space. Like, what did we talk about with the Rams a couple years ago? You looked at the foundational pieces, the top five most critical pieces on their team. All of them were in their 30s, bro. The Bills, four of them are in their 30s. That's a no-no, bro. No-no bueno. But it's a no bueno, bro. Like Josh Allen, what, 27, 28? Von Miller, 30 fucking five. Stefan Diggs, 32. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, 33 and 34. Dog, dog. Stefan's 32. Yes, bro. What? He's 32. Yes. Let me see. Oh, he's 20. Look, man, the Bills are really wanting Josh to evolve additional passer to a uh, pocket passer to protect himself from injury, you know, throwing himself in. This is not a bills fucking spiel here. I, I don't, they're going to be. Even in the face next year. I really don't. So look, man, this game means something. It means something. It does. It means something to all these guys, especially the ones that were there. So, Let's get some get back. You know, I got to add this, bro. Look, the Rams are getting healthy. Like, why do people act like they ain't shit? Like, I've been seeing hella fans, Bengals fans and side fans, talk about the Rams like they're just some bums from last year. They're not, bro. Look, are they going to be as good as a Super Bowl team? No. But don't act like they ain't going to be a team, like, that ain't going to be a complete walk in the park, I don't think. So, I mean, I think we're going to win. But that game definitely means something, bro. So, yeah, that's my top three. Hey, I liked it. Um, man, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see see how these teams really – I mean, once you get to the end of the year, you're really going to see what teams, you know, phased out, what teams are really in it. I know a lot of, a lot of people are – you know, hyping up Aaron Rodgers, and I, I get it. I mean, I 100% get it, but I think people are overlooking a, a Sean Payton team in Denver. I think there's, there's a lot yeah. of teams out there that are going to fight for those those last few playoff spots, and, and respectfully so. I think the Bengals are, are going to, you know, proclaim themselves, you know, at the top of this when it's said and done, whether it's, you know, one or two or, or three, whatever. But I think, I think we're, we're in for a treat, you know, here again. And I'm excited. I'm excited. I think it's nothing but opportunity. Um, I don't think we pointed it out, but anyone, obviously it's on site wherever we go. Uh, but the Bengals are going to be traveling at least among any team in the NFL this year. So I think, I think that's kind of, it's kind of overlooked in a way, just because I think you're not, you're not getting that jet lag all the time and you're not having to really, you know, be tired all the time. So, you know, traveling, what Seattle's got 30,000 miles, Cincinnati's got like 10, 11. So, yeah, 
I mean, I, I get it. it. It's it's a weird stat, but at the same time, it's cool for the fans that like to travel, right? I mean, you know, you can mm-hmm. travel to these games. It, it looks like a, a little easier this year. So, I mean, hopefully, hopefully the jungle shows out, you know, on all the away games if possible. So, you know, that'll be that'll be dope. But, man, I mean, this was a team that had a lot of success outside of divisional opponents last year like truthfully like we we were beating pretty much everyone and anyone outside of the division minus dallas so i mean teams teams are gonna have to be ready we're gonna have to be ready i forgot about that bro yes like crazy that's right dallas was the only team that escaped our grasp bro with b not getting get back last year like, not a single fucking team. Yeah. Okay, bro, I got to say, look, we're saving the best for last year. I can't contain my excitement. We got preseason football. We got – the we're hosting the Packers. Jared Love, look, bro, nobody's talking about this Andre Yoshivash and Jair Alexander matchup, okay? This is about to be a legendary matchup. They're going to go head-to-head on the outside and oh. – Charlie line up against I don't even know who the fuck their slot corner is. And obviously I'm kidding. AO is not gonna be lining up against Jair Alexander. Uh but look, man, Desmond Ritter. Uh we're gonna face Desmond Ritter. I wish he was coming back. Um like you got um well, I guess it's two weeks in between uh pre first regular season game, but you got Home away away in the preseason away to open the season. Ugh. So you got a th- schedule of not playing a game at home. It's pretty annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Like th- this wow, so Atlanta, Washington. Who does Washington I mean, did Washington even address the quarterback position this offseason? They went ahead and tried to stick it out with Sam Howell. They're going to see what he is this year. Where's my boy Heineke? Fucking Falcons. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. We're about to face fucking Taylor Hemicky. You know what, bro? That's, a, that's an interesting situation. Like, how does that go with – um, a backup quarterback that is not your typical backup. Like I think Taylor Heineke at this point, he's not your typical backup. Do they play a ton? You know what I mean? Like in preseason, like why would they have to play a ton if they're proven in their role? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Joe Flacco backup doesn't mean he's going out there playing for three quarters in a preseason game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just 100%. something interesting. Like Carson Wentz, because he's a fucking backup and play two, three quarters. Just something interesting I'm thinking about, like how much is that third or fourth string quarterback playing? Yeah. 100%. That's the case in Atlanta because, like, Taylor's a real dude, so. Yeah, so let's see. You got you got three. I, 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 I'm just trying to hype up this preseason. <laughs> I really, yeah, besides our side with, with Yoshivas and, and – uh, Charlie Jones and we are at that point of the program. I I want to see I want to see DJ Turner in the preseason. I do Let's go. Interesting to yes, see sir. him. That's um, me, bro. Uh, I cannot wait. I, I know. I hope to fucking god we have a joint practice this year, bro. Like, I really hope we do because, um, I'm pretty sure we talked about it before, bro. Like the competitiveness I saw in that. You know, and infamously so, we saw how competitive it got. You know, fucking steroid boy, whatever they called him, Aaron had anger issues. <laughs> you know, decided to sling up with some fucking boy Cordova Olsen in the head. Like, it was just so competitive, man. And it was fun. Like, I felt like the the joint practices brought out the most competition of the premier dudes i saw from really until the beginning of the season because 
Joe Burrow ain't competing for real in preseason. None of these dudes are. You know what I'm saying? Like, none of, you saw it in fucking jointed practices, though, especially the implications of the Rams, uh, body for body, 1v1. It was much more competitive. You know, like Jamar's going to want to test Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey was going to, you know, want to test Jamar and T and all those guys. I really hope to see that again, bro. And if I do, I would love to see how a dude like DJ Turner bowls against any dude. <laughs> Whoever the fuck you want to line up, bro. Like a Tyreek Hill. How fun would that be? Just to see how it go. Elite agility. Obviously, Tyreek's going to get his. You talk straight line speed, though. That's toe for toe right there. Man, you're telling me. I mean, that's that's John Ross at corner. <laughs> like people, yeah. people fail to realize that this dude's gonna, this dude's really gonna be like fast. Like he's gonna be fast. And I, I know, I know a lot of people were kind of wondering about why I was tweeting. I, I really and firmly believe that this guy, and I, I'm calling it now. And if if I if it goes all wrong, I will stand behind it and I'll be fine with it. But I think DJ Turner is going to be an all pro in two years. Oh, Three. I saw that tweet, bro. Yes, I saw that. I just, I, it, it's something, something about it that I just, I got a feeling, man. And yeah, <sighs> intuition kicking in there. Yeah. And one thing, one thing that sucks, man, I don't know if people have peeped it, but. And you draft a Miles Murphy, there's gonna be an odd man out. And I know it's not DJ Reader because they uh they got a oh yeah inside bulked up. So Mr. Mm-hmm. Trey gonna probably command a bag after taking a pretty I, I would say a pay cut with us. Like he he should have got more money, to be honest. And I get it, it was a lot based on people thinking, well, he was complimented with Cam Jordan, dude, but He's going to come out this year. That's what's going to be fun, right? This is a contract year for Trey, is it not? No, it's actually not, actually. he He's entering of the four-year deal. Trey's got two full years left. Same with Mike. Um, he's got two? I, yeah. Yeah, Trey's on a four-year deal, bro. He's only been here for two seasons. Yeah, so it is not. Uh, but I hear you, bro. But I. This is pure speculation, you know. Who knows exactly how this is going to lay out? I feel like Miles Murphy could be the same Hubbard replacement. Not you even just Trey. really, you just really excited. I did not know we had Hendrickson for two more years. Yeah, yeah, you know. Obviously, you know DJ was on a similar deal. He's entering the last year. Um, man, I'm I telling you, DJ, bro. I really hope we do. That's got some promising news today, and obviously anyone that listens is going to get a gem because I'm not tweeting it out or nothing like that. I know nobody's going to probably screen record and expose me for this, but yeah, man, I'm hearing it. I heard today that DJ DJ would be willing to get down to a three-year deal. Like He would be willing to work with the Bengals. I think that's the type of person DJ is, but I, I think I think he wants to win. I think that's what went when you look at the player and, and what they what they want versus what the organization wants. One, you can't lowball the guy. You got you gotta you gotta meet in the middle, right? You gotta meet in the middle. And ah, someone was pointed out to me today, someone was telling me about that being willing to, you know, work down to a possibility, you know, a three year deal or something like that. I, man, I just, there's no way, right, that when you have a guy, and obviously DJ's coming into a contract year, and now I realize Trey's got two years left, but Trey or Sam, one of those two are going to be the odd man out, right? Sam mm-hmm. just paid after Trey, so, you know, obviously Sam's contract's going to be here you know, a little longer, but I, I think I think there's going to be an op ball out. And considering they drafted a defensive end this year over a defensive tackle, um, I think I think it speaks volumes. I think you have to extend a guy like DJ. And 
I I feel like if they don't extend DJ, because I, I know, problem. I like know yeah, big problem. I know he's not regressing this year, so I just I think it's going to be a huge problem if you don't. So mm-hmm. let's not get and, to. And look, man, like with the direction that they went in the draft, this is a nuanced thing in and of itself because. I, I want to refrain a bit and bring a macro point and just, uh, you know, perspective everybody needs to understand at all times is all because something transpired the way it did, you know, keeping it Bengals here, like the draft, for example. I'm hearing a lot of people say, well, the Bengals showed you exactly how they felt about the tight end room. Look, don't take that so literal and act like they did not want a tight end because they don't deem the tight end position valuable. Absolutely not. If Dalton Kincaid was tw- at 28, he's likely a Bengal. Then what's the outlook of what people are saying about, well, the Bengals showed you how they value tight end. Look, the Bengals value all of these positions, and they still value some of them, even the ones that they didn't get. Okay? So I, I got a bit off track of what I wanted to bring my main point with, but I remember we were talking about DJ Reader, like, all because, well, okay, I understand what my point was. I'm not saying all because they didn't get a nose tackle means that DJ is going to be around for the future because they showed you what they felt about the nose tackle position. Maybe they were looking at a contingency. I know they're not that gung-ho on it. Everything makes sense that they're not They're not trying to push DJ out the fucking door. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, this ain't some situation like, hey, Jesse, you know, we know you're gone. We're going to go ahead, you know, draft Daxel at 31. Hope you don't mind. Bye. You know what I mean? Like, it came to that point with Jesse, though. You know what I mean? Like, it was kind Same of like. with DJ, DJ Turner. It, it, yeah. I, I don't feel like they're trying to push Cheeto out the door. I feel like it's a bit different because third contract and our 29. I think it could. This is an interesting look at it. I think, I think it could be Cheeto or Mike. You know, what if they uh, – I've can DJ Turner play in the slot? Or they did say – He can. Yeah. He can, yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I, I would not um, – well, I mean, shit. I would love to keep a Cheeto over Mike. And that's with all due respect to Mike. It's just because Cheeto's more versatile and athletic. Like, I love Mike, and he is the best. He is the best technician at the slot cornerback position unequivocally in the league. Like, no one is a better technician at that position than him. He's not the most athletic, though. And we saw that come to his detriment. That's a big reason why he, some some game, 55, 60% of snaps. It's because he is niche-specific. Get me close to the line of scrimmage. I want to put my nose towards the contact, and I can cover someone. Guy like Cheeto is much more versatile. But I don't know, man. I, I really don't know what that looks like. But ultimately, bringing it back with DJ, that is a position. Man, I don't know if you want to know what it would be like without him. I well, don't think you want to test it. We've already seen it, right? I mean, even when a, a Geno Atkins regressed and, and then just kind of fell off completely, it was like our defense and – being able to stop the run, all that, it just completely collapses. And it also, it also, it spews into your linebacking court. Now your linebackers are playing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Themselves, you're getting worse. Yep. That's 100% right, bro. It trickulates to everything. And I really hope we won't even need to go down this rabbit hole much right now because first off, my phone's about to die. It's at four, so we can wrap up here in a couple minutes. Um, over everything, we don't need to go down this much right now because DJ's still a bagel, so nobody get worried. We're not prophesying. We're not speculating from DJ's gone. We're not saying that. In fact, there's legit there's tape here that – be an optimistic viewpoint that DJ should be re-signed for a third contract because no, they didn't, they have not, they have not drafted a contingency plan that nose tackle. Not like they didn't this year and did last year. They haven't in three years for real. Telvin, no, never, ever. He was, 
a predecessor of DJ Reader. And but, obviously, but, who he was. But he's, he's the one that holds Joe Burrow up, you know, during championships, man. No, oh, congratulations, you <laughs> big boy. Now you can go watch on the fucking TV in 12 months <laughs> when you're playing for the fucking Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Okay. <laughs> like, you're, you are battle. <laughs> you may not, bro. You, you may be. That's the quote. That's the episode title. You are a battle hawk. <laughs> Tyler Shelvin, you are a battle hawk. Oh, yeah. It's scheduled release breakdown. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the background. But, yeah, man. You know, after the whole spiel, we talked about the guys. Bringing it back with this schedule. It's a fun time right now. It's exciting. Um, you know, don't get too worked up about it, though. You know, for any fans. You know, it's fun. Don't Don't take it too literal. Because like we said, yeah, it may not look the best. It may not be the sexiest. It may not have the most prime time. But look, we got number nine and number one, bro. We're going to be in every game we play. And any team that beats us is going to be a bitch to do so. So we're going to be winning most games anywhere. I don't give a fuck where we play or when. Like, we don't shrink in prime time anymore, bro. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? Like, we bring our A game every fucking primetime game. I mean, you know, beyond the shit in the Browns game. And, of course, I'm not. We're perfect in every primetime because we're not. Nonetheless, bro, we're ready. Whatever they want to bring, whatever the ops have, we're ready, bro. So let's just have fun with the shit and let's enjoy or not enjoy however you look at the long-ass time to have football again. Fuck. Yeah, 100%. Four months, bro. This oh, don't, don't count down 100 days. Don't count down, man. That's going to make it worse. I know, I know. I've indulged on it. I'm like, this shit sucks, man. <laughs> we got four months. Nah, y'all tell bad, too? Nah, we could just be together, man. I feel, like, I feel like training camp helps so much because you got content to yep. really like the interviews, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So. Yeah, oh, I love training camp, bro. Yeah, super fun. Um, look, bro, it's May 10th, May 11th, May 12th, whatever the fuck. You got June. Um, you got in six weeks, as I talked about it verbatim, uh, with what the NFL landscape looks like in the offseason, you got the uh, mandatory mini camps, I think. Uh, OTAs? I don't know what the fuck they are. You got some sort of event going on in six weeks. Then a month after that, it's training camp. So we're about to enter that down period, bro. I really think it's yep. coming out. After rookie mini camp, we're falling off cliff. We are falling off the cliff. <laughs> like it's the content. Sucks. Yeah, it's going to be pretty arid, bro. Like this is the time of year the players get all their vacation. MIA, we'll see it later, blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, bro. You know, so just enjoying everything as it goes. And this is one of the last things before we do that. Yep. Put in your MVP uh, bets and your Super Bowl bets, guys, for Cincinnati Bengals if you want to cash out at the end of the year. Facts. <laughs> uh, and if you can do Super Bowl MVP, that'd definitely be a clutch one as well. Um, Jamar Chase, Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, DJ Turner, 2024 uh, Defensive Player of the Year uh, per Drake. Um, as he's going to be uh, a fight all pro. Um, wait, that's but, what you said, right? Yeah. Defensive player of the year. I'm kidding. Uh, no, two years, two years. But I do have. Uh, you you know who's going to win offensive rookie of the year, right? Yes, yes. Uh, hey, listen. If he goes for one fifty or nope, some not stupid him. shit, not him. It's not him. Really? You really think so? I, I'm jumping the gun nope. and think. It's the running back. Jameer. Nope. Chase Brown. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? That would be insane, bro. Hey, we've seen it. We've seen it. Some crazy shit would have to happen. Oh, yeah. Pro- uncomforting. I don't know how it would happen. I mean, because, look, at this point, <laughs> if you cut Joe Mixon, if you cut Joe Mixon, I'm sure. Sh- Full confidence that this dude can come in and give you more. I mean, but that that's not happening. I I like the idea of easing him into that role and letting him get his touches. You know, you know, we've seen seventy five 
25-60-40 splits. So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see how, and hopefully our boy Travion Williams, a.k.a. the professor, hopefully he'll get some get some playing time too. But yeah, bro. Yep, absolutely, man. Well, uh, that's pretty much the schedule breakdown for y'all. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Uh, hey, I, I, you know what? I don't even have to fucking stress it. All you video saw my hype video I posted about the schedule. Um, I dedicated a lot of fucking time to that video, like three hours. So if you could like it, share it, and retweet, and uh, maybe donate some cash for my fucking uh, video career. Appreciate that. Uh, my Venmo is, I don't. Um, and, and if you don't, if you don't like the the video and you don't share it and also follow Bengals things on Instagram, then you're probably gonna get haunted tonight in your sleep. Yup, and you're a bitch. I'm kidding. You guys, <laughs> I love and appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah, bro. Well, that's gonna wrap us up. My phone's at two percent, guys. I have no power right now. I am down bad, and um, wish you- I'm. Yeah, man, it's it's gonna be rough. I'm kidding. I'm gonna be fine when I wake up. Well, <laughs> all right, bro. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate all y'all for listening to another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast. Peace. Peace.